Welcome to Teach Languages Online, the podcast dedicated to bringing you the best advice about your online teaching business. I'm Lindsay Williams, an online language teacher from the UK, and I'm your host. Now, most teachers that I speak to, either in the Teach Languages Online Facebook group, elsewhere online or at events, they know how to teach, right? That bit's good. But what's trickier, however, is navigating the marketing side of things. Because all of a sudden, you're wearing all these different hats and doing all these different jobs, and it's pretty overwhelming. Well, the good news is that at the end of this month, that's June 2019, you're invited to join me live for the fresh, updated online teaching marketing masterclass. Tickets are on sale now at a very special early bird price of just $50 for three whole days of live workshops focused on three key areas of your teacher marketing. So that's social media, content creation and email marketing. But that price is going to increase on Monday, the 17th of June. So be sure to grab your ticket before then and save big time. I don't want you to miss this. And so don't worry, even if you're busy, even if you can't make it live for all of the sessions with your ticket, you get lifetime access to the recordings and to future updates too. So you're able to catch up at a time that suits you. So, if you want to secure your ticket at that early bird price, visit lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash O-T-M-M to reserve your spot now. Now, on with today's show. Last week then, we talked about social media and today we're going to talk about content. And I feel like these two, and along with email, they are like three kind of key pillars to the marketing side of things when it comes to your online teaching business. So if we consider social media then as a means for in that initial connection and for promotion, you know, once you do have things that you're, you know, products and services to uh, to sell, then we're looking at content creation as the core, you know, that will ideally become lasting pieces of content, bringing potential students to us and also engaging people that find us through social media. We can share our content on social media and so it's you know you see how they all begin to to kind of fit together now in terms of content and what to create well there are three key options you've got blog articles podcasts and videos and maybe you're thinking oh that's a lot where do I begin and you know it's 2019 is blogging dead are podcasts like the place to be right now is that where I need to focus on my attention well the key here is that whatever you're doing you're doing it well and you're making things that as much as possible are lasting that are so-called evergreen right like you know like an evergreen tree they'll last they keep blooming all, all year round they keep green all year round that's what we're looking for when it comes to good pieces of content so things that are going to consistently help people throughout the year of course you can have seasonal things you can have updates for example on my blog I do clear the list I sometimes have videos that kind of accompany this where I'm talking about my own language learning what I've been doing what I'm up to now that sort of stuff and that's good as well but what you want to focus on especially in the beginning as you're looking to build core content that will bring people to you is to have evergreen stuff that is lasting isn't necessarily seasonal right now in terms of 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 what to do do you do blog do you do podcast do you do video I feel like blog has a big advantage and you may feel like oh no 2019 blogging's blogging's dead not really because the big advantage of blogging is that it's already on your website right so even if you do a podcast even if you do a video you can do a blog to accompany that piece of content right and that is on your website so you're taking people (laughs) back to where you want them to be because with podcasts or with video 
generally those things, they're hosted elsewhere. With video, typically you'd have that on YouTube. You know, with podcasts, you'd have that maybe hosted on Anchor or Fireside or somewhere else. But that then would be distributed across, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And so, you know, you don't own those platforms. You don't own YouTube. You don't own Spotify. You don't own Apple Podcasts but you do own your website. And so that's the big advantage that having a blog has and using blog as as content, that's the big advantage that has. But like I say, when you do podcasts, when you do video, you can accompany that with a blog article. So you have something on your website that connects to those pieces of content. So that is something that as much as possible is really important in 2019 so that you are, you know, because that is your end goal with content. Your end goal is for people to find you and want to learn with you and you know if they maybe see a video kind of one time they're not necessarily going to check the link in the description or subscribe or go through to your website but if there's a blog post that someone stumbles upon they're already on your website right so you see how this how this has the big advantage for having blog content but maybe you don't have the time or you don't want to make a blog post for every single podcast or video. For example, you know, I make a lot of, of content that's not connected to blog posts on, on YouTube. And these podcasts, for example, I don't have a blog post every single time because that would be a lot of extra work, right? So I get that. So how can you make podcasts and video that do still lead to your website without a blog post? Well, there are a few ways because that's what you want to be doing. You want them to be leading to your website. One option could be content upgrades. Now, this is something that you can do with a blog post as well, but it's also something you could do for video or for podcasts. So I've done this in the past. I've mentioned on here on the Teach Languages Online podcast, a few free downloads that I have for online language teachers that are relevant to listeners of this podcast. And they... Um, you know, the links that I share for that then leads back to my website, right? So if people are listening and maybe maybe you've <laughs> listening now, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I heard about a thing on the podcast. I went to the website and I checked through. Now, of course, not everyone's going to do that, right? So, you know, don't worry. It's it's that's, that's totally fine. That's totally normal. But if you have it there as an option, you are encouraging people and you're telling people that you have a website and that that does exist, right? Even if they don't go there straight away. So content upgrades are a great way to do this with podcast and video as well as with blogs. Also, that cross-reference content that I mentioned. So maybe even if you don't have, you know, a blog post that just says, there's a new podcast, there's a new video, right? It could be that you have something that actually connects really well. So I've done this in the past. I have a blog post that's all the writing resources you need to know for, for language learning. And then there's a video that is kind of, you know, connected to that, that crosses over to that, that is the role of writing in language learning. So, you know, the, the title is different. The topic is slightly different, but I released those pieces of content at the same time. And there's a bit of cross-referencing going on. So it's almost like cross-pollination, like a little bee <laughs> kind of finds the blog and then discovers the video or discovers the video and then ends up finding the blog as a result, right? So cross-referencing things as well as just putting up a blog saying, hey, new podcast, right? And finally, um, this idea of a simple call to action to go and sign up. So it doesn't have to be any comp overly kind of complicated thing, all the bells and whistles, even just saying on a video, on a podcast, head over to my website to sign up for my email list or to sign up for, um, you know, if you have all your content upgrades or resources in like a library collection, you know, to sign up for that. Whatever it is, a simple call to action in your podcast, in your video 
could be a great simple way to do this with minimal effort. Format aside then, what is actually in this content? What is it that you're actually creating? Because like I say, it's not necessarily just a case of new blog. And sorry, <laughs> it's not just necessarily a case of a blog that says new video or new podcast. That's that's not how, you know, it's not going to be the most effective way to, to do this in 2019. So you want people to finish that content, right? So they either finish watching that video, finish listening to that podcast or finish reading that blog post and they feel like they've learned something or they're inspired to keep learning or they're motivated or they feel like you know what you're talking about and they remember you, right? That's the, 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 the emotions that you want people to feel. That's the feelings that you want people to have when they've finished a piece of your content. And it may be that not every piece of content is aimed at catching all of those kind of emotions and and capturing all of that essence with just one piece. It may be that one thing is designed specifically to teach so that people do feel like they've learned something. One thing is designed to specifically inspire and motivate, right? So, you know, it doesn't have to be everything for all of those that I just mentioned, but thinking about those key things. So people need to feel like they've learned something, inspired, motivated, needs to prove that you know what you're talking about and they need to remember you. And going back a step then, you want people to be able to find the content in the first place because of course, you know, the whole purpose of of this is that new people find you as well as people that already know you getting something from this, right? So how are people going to do this? You know, how do you know (laughs) what to create (laughs) that will attract new people? Well, there's a few ways that you can get ideas for for your content. So Google Trends is really helpful here. So um, if you um, go to type in Google, sorry, go to Google and type in Google Trends, right? That's going to give you this page with loads of useful information of what people are searching for, where and things like that. But also even simpler than that, just going on to Google and doing an autocomplete search. So you know how when you type in like, um, is um, is it normal to and then see what comes up and that kind of stuff. And you think, whoa, OK, that's what people are searching for. Interesting. But if you just type in French or learning French and then see how it autofills, autocompletes those searches underneath, that will give you ideas of what people are searching for and therefore what content that you can create to help to solve those searches, to help to answer those problems, right? Because, you know, if that's coming up as an autocomplete search, then that's what people want to know. And also, just if you, you know, if you're lucky enough to be in a position where you do have an audience, no matter what size at this stage, then you ask them, say, what do you want to learn? I'm, I'm drafting out new content ideas. What do you want to learn from me? What do you want to, uh, what do you want me to make? And uh, what are you struggling with? Those kind of questions can be really helpful to get some ideas of what you could create. And also you might have, you might be at a point where, you know, you're getting emails in your inbox and messages on your social media saying, oh, how do I do this? Can you help me how to do that? That sort of stuff. Use those frequently asked questions from students or from your audience for content topics as well right? So don't feel obliged to answer every single question that comes through because after a while that becomes very overwhelming and you don't have time for that to do that for free especially, right? So, you know, say to people, brilliant question, I've made a note to answer this on a future podcast episode or, oh, that's a really, really good question, I'm going to turn this into a blog post and 
um, I'll let you know when it's done. And then, of course, keep tabs on that so that you can get back to them. You don't just forget and lose the message thread or anything like that. But also, you'll, what's great about this is you get to a point where people ask these questions again, different people asking the same questions, and you already have a piece of content then that you can recommend. And that's so good. It's such a good feeling when people say, oh, how can I, I don't know, I have a blog post about um, using Netflix, for example, for language learning. You know, what, what is there something, something Netflix, is Netflix good? And I'll be like, here's a blog post I wrote about it. <laughs> and that feels really great because you're instantly able to help people as well. So by, you know, noting those questions that are commonly asked, you'll be able to make good content that will last and you'll be able to share in the future as well. How do you get this done? Okay, we know kind of what we can make. We know what we need that to do. We know how to get ideas. But how do we make this actually happen? I want you, right? This is this is your action point for today. We haven't had them for a few episodes, but this is your action point for today. I want you to write enough titles of content for at least a year. And maybe now you're listening and thinking, what? You're crazy. That's a lot. How am I ever going to do that? A year, right? So if you say to yourself, okay, I want to have a new piece of content every week, that's going to be 52 pieces, but probably a couple of weeks off for holidays, etc. So let's say 50, okay? And that sounds like a lot, but it's really not that hard once you get started. I did this once in a coaching session with someone and we had about 15, 20 minutes left of the session. And I said, okay, I want to make sure that by the end of this session, because they were struggling with content ideas, let's have to, let's work together and let's get at least 10 titles of blog posts that you can create. Okay, so we started, we ended up with, I think, between 30 and 50 ourselves, and that was like 20 minutes. So this won't take you as long as it sounds like it will in the beginning. Um, so firstly, by considering special events, um, holidays, things like that as well. So, you know, okay, you've got a Christmas post or you've got a post for New Year and, and, and language goals at the beginning of the year, things like that, okay? Consider how the seasons and the special events and special holidays fit in and how you can create content. And I know at the very beginning, we said this idea of evergreen, right? Well, these can come back around each year. It's things that you can share each year as you create those as well. So they are evergreen in a slightly different way, okay, but they can still be reused. Consider also things like launches from you. So when are you planning to maybe launch your new course or open a new program, that sort of stuff? And what content can you create to promote that that would be relevant to people evergreen, right, On in the long term? So you can have something at the bottom that's like, oh, my program's opening up from this day to this day. And then later on, just go back and, and delete that. But the piece of content is still useful and can still be, um, you know, read and, 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 and useful for people. Also, consider a series. So I have, like I've mentioned, I think in this episode already, <laughs> I have clear the list on the blog, which is really helpful because that helps to just, there's always a piece of content every month that is blocked into the calendar that I know is going to happen. I have the Nine Reasons series on YouTube and I try and do a blog post for that each time as well. So that's another blog and video that is kind of more or less scheduled in every month when I'm not doing language stories because language stories is another big series, right? So, you know, put this, do, do a series or two and see how that fits in as well. And then when you've got all of these ideas and you've got your 50 titles, batch stuff and do stuff in bulk. So then kind of schedule 
on your calendar some time and treat it just as you would a session with a student, okay? That that time is, is your time and it can't be shifted. So treat it just like a regular appointment or a lesson. Have that time in your calendar where, for example, Monday morning, 9 till 10, you're writing. Tuesday morning, that's when you're filming. Wednesday morning, that's when you record podcasts. You know, so however you choose that to to be, however that fits for you, maybe you have that, you know, whatever content you're making, it's there in your calendar, it's, it's chunked and you can do it in one go. So maybe you have one morning a month where you make all your podcast episodes, you record them, sorry, not the whole, <laughs> you don't record and edit, and that's a lot for a morning. But you know, but a, a morning every month where you record all the podcast episodes, another morning when you then edit them, another morning when you then get them uploaded and ready to go with all the little titles and things like that, right? So you see how when you've done that over, say, three mornings, you then have content for a whole month. And that feels great. So definitely get into the habit of batching your content creation and that will help you to to get it done and to constantly have stuff ready to go as much as possible. And there we go. You've been enjoying Teach Languages Online, the podcast for online language teachers and budding ones too, brought to you by me, Lindsay Williams of Lindsay Does Languages. Now, if you want more from me, this episode, may I recommend getting your ticket to the Online Teaching Marketing Masterclass live it's happening online thursday the 27th to saturday the 29th of june and you get recordings too so if you can't join any of the sessions live you've got your recordings and you can catch up at a time that suits you to reserve your ticket visit lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash otmm and remember every fourth week i'll be answering your questions right here on the show so get in touch email me at lindsay that's l-i-n-d-s-a-y at doeslanguages.com that's lindsay at doeslanguages.com and you never know it might just be your question i answer this month you can find everything you need from the show over at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teach languages online and that's it from me this week I'll leave you with a little nugget of inspiration as always. And this one is from Andrea Freire, who is an author and speaker. Our job is not to create content. Our job is to change the world of the people who consume it. Have a great week and share this episode with a friend you know will love it too. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. Bye.